This episode of The People vs. Happiness features Stephanie Page, host of Seize the Good podcast. Now, I wanted to make sure I did a nice, organized intro here because she deserves it, and you'll see why I'm saying this later on. Now, I'm not saying you need to watch the episode of Friends, the one where Phoebe hates PBS, but I'm also not not saying you shouldn't watch it before listening to this episode. I think the conversation with Stephanie is really good. She interviews people in the mid-Ohio Valley and actually all over using the internet, of course, but she focuses on good people doing good things. It really goes kind of hand-in-hand with our philosophy at the People versus Happiness. So have a listen, and I hope you enjoy. People versus Happiness. Today, I have Stephanie Page with me, and Stephanie is the host of Seize the Good podcast. How are you doing, Stephanie? Good. Super excited to be here, David. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to have you here today. I've been listening to the podcast. Uh, we've had some dialogue here and there and really find a kindred spirit in you. Um, I do want to talk about, I think that you are very different in your approach to podcasting. And want to ask you some questions about that and dig into that a little bit. But really, the the soul and spirit and thought behind your podcast is incredibly similar to what we do on the People versus Happiness. So it is an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Yeah, likewise. I love for everyone listening. The People versus Happiness is one of my favorites. And if you haven't subscribed yet, do it. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and likewise, I encourage the listeners to to go and listen to Seize the Good and, and do the same. Okay, so I've got several questions I want to ask you. So if you're ready, I'm going to jump right in. I'm ready. Okay. So I would like to ask you first about the origin of your podcast. And if in telling me what got you started, you could kind of describe to the listeners uh, really what the podcast is about and what your goals are. Yeah. So there were a couple different questions in there. So mm-hmm. how the podcast got started, it actually, I, I, a little bit different from, from most people's podcast stories. Um, I had lost my job. I had gotten laid off from, from my job. Um, and I was unemployed and I was feeling really down and didn't have any successes. It applied to like 35 jobs in the span of two months. And I was like, I need a project. I need a win. Um, I want something to spend my time on. Um, and something that has always been really important to me is, is current events and listening to the news. I listen to the news almost every morning. I have notifications on my phone. Uh, I studied public administration and public policy in college. So that's always been something that's been kind of important to me is current events, both national and international. And I was like, you know what, I feel like I can either listen to the news or have a good day. (laughs) I'm so sick of (laughs) listening to drama. And so my first thought was going to be a a positive news podcast. and I was going to report on positive things that were happening in the world. And that's my plan for a long time. Um, and I did a lot of research. And then I realized two things. Number one, I am not a journalist. Um, who am I reporting the news? Um, and number two, that, that market is, is very saturated. If you want a place to find positive news, uh, there are so many places where you can get that. 
Um, and then it kind of just evolved into interviewing people about doing good things. Um, a lot of people, when I tell them about my podcast, they ask what it's about. Um, it's really broad. <laughs> uh, my tagline is the positive podcast of passionate people. Um, and I've interviewed a lot of different kinds of people. Um, and just whenever I feel like someone is doing something good, someone is making a positive impact or has a positive story, then I interview them. So, so that is a, a very broad um, scope there, uh, which I really like because I can basically interview whoever I want because it's my podcast. Um, and then was there a third question in there or did I get all of them? Um, you got most of them. The, the third question in that was, what are your goals? And maybe we'll get to that in a second. I can kind of mix it in with the next question, but you know, just some thoughts as you're, you're speaking there. I, I think you definitely have done a really good job of doing that, um, of reaching out to positive people. And I love that you've been able to, to get the kind of people that you have to, to take some time to speak with you. And not only is it nice to hear positive people doing positive things, but it also comes across as educational quite a bit. And as kind of a side effect, almost the, for the thought that comes to mind is the episode um, about the blood uh, drives with Red Cross. And I, I learned a lot there, just that things you, you wouldn't normally think about in association with, with giving blood, things like the expiration dates and those kinds of things and when blood is needed and, and those kinds of things. It was, it was fascinating. So I learned a lot listening to you as well as kind of getting that, that positive uplifting uh, experience as well. Yeah. That's also a goal of mine too, is, is a little bit of that educational aspect. So I'm glad you're, you're feeling that vibe. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, that was the third piece was that you know what were your goals uh with the podcast um but maybe you can answer it uh with this question in mind as well which how do you select your guests people have asked me that before and i'm gonna start off by saying it's really really easy honestly almost no one has said no to me uh, a couple of people haven't responded back. Like I've, I for sure tried to get famous people, <laughs> but I honestly, so I, I started out with a really big list of like a hundred people that I think are cool, people that I think have a story to tell, or maybe organizations that I mm. think. I, I want to tell their story, so I might not know the specific person, but I email the organization and say, hey, is there anyone who would be interested? And I've had a few people who aren't, like, nonprofit or social business, um, but that's mostly been been my my interviewing, I don't know, Rolodex is nonprofits yeah. and social businesses. Yeah. No, that, and you hit a good point there. It's half the battle is just asking, right? Yeah. yeah. Just a story a friend of mine told me once that I actually used in, uh, it, we spoke just together off, off uh, recording here a little bit ago about how I was a trainer for a very short period of time in my life. But I used to use this story when telling people, just, you know, if you don't know, ask. And my friend told me one time he had a really cool Zippo and people would ask him like, where did your Zippo come from? Where'd you get that lighter? He said, oh, I actually got it. You know, They sent it to me. And they're like, oh, yeah, how'd you get that? And he's like, I, I just asked. I'm like, what do you mean? 
And he said, I emailed the company and asked them if they would send me a free lighter. And they did. And that just stuck with me. It's like, I would never think to just email a company like, hey, will you send me a free lighter? <laughs> I love this guy. I love this guy. <laughs> this is the attitude that I want to have. Yeah. And, and that's it. Like, just, you know, what, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're, you know, somebody's going to say no or somebody's going to ignore you. Yeah. Uh, but I, I personally would never in a million years have thought to write to Zippo and be like, hey, can I have a lighter? <laughs> I love this guy. I love this guy. This is who I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, in a way, that's who you are being. You're you're reaching out to people and asking them and you're getting yeses. And that's all it takes sometimes. So that's that's really awesome. <laughs> yeah, for real. I also do a fair bit of that for my job. Um, I my job, um, I do kind of marketing, PR, sales, um, all of that kind of rolled into one. Um, and that has has been my motto um, is just for like getting press and, and getting the word out there for the company that I work for has been like literally just ask. Like I'm it's, it's made me so much more confident because there are so many people that I've just asked to, you know, ask, you know, hey, can you write about my company or can I set up a table at your thing? And that's actually been really good for me. So yeah, good. Yeah, it's funny. It's for some reason we get mental blocks in our head about asking for things and asking people for things, but really it's it's not that hard after all. <laughs> yeah, there's a a book that I read and I'm trying to think of the name. I hope I can think about it or I I hope I can remember it before the end of this episode. This guy who spent a year asking uh, or he wanted to get someone to say no to him every single day. So oh. he started out asking like really easy questions uh, that people would probably like say yes to, or that he thought people would say no to, but people kept saying yes until he just kept asking bigger and bigger questions and people just said yes. Mm. And it's really, really good. So I'm going to try and find it. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I hope you can find it or think of it because it's not coming to mind, but I'm, I am familiar with that. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll think about it. Okay. We'll move on in the meantime, but the next question I have for you, and, and of course it, it wouldn't be the people versus happiness if I didn't ask you about happiness. So what do you think it is about doing good that makes people happy? So really good question. Can I talk about my job a little bit? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I live in Columbus, Ohio, and I work for a company called Point. Um, and Point has an app that is the easiest way to volunteer ever. And nonprofits and charities post volunteering events um, on the app. Um, and so my whole job centers around volunteering, um, trying to get people to volunteer. And so that's something that I think about a ton um, and something that, um, you know, is, is a huge part of my my nine to five life, so to speak, is is what about doing good makes people happy and, and how can we make doing good more fun and, and make it a good experience for the volunteer. And there's a couple of things that we learned. So number one is people really care about what they care about. You know, everyone has things that, that pull on their heart 
um, has causes that they care about, whether it's education or social justice or kids or family or homelessness or food insecurity and things like that. So I think people have things that that really tug on their heartstrings. That's a really cheesy way to say it. Um, <laughs> but I think it's true. Um, and and that people feel like they're playing a part in, in helping fix that problem is important. And then people also like doing things that are fun. So I volunteered actually this morning at a 5K race for kids, this really great organization that trains uh, middle school and elementary school boys about running. Um, and they, they do the physical exercise, but they also try and learn a lot about confidence and self-respect and, and working on a team and things like that. And it was really great that I had the chance to help out with their mission, um, but also I had a ton of fun. Their, the colors of the organization is green, so I was spray painting like middle school boys' hair green this morning, which was uh, a really good time. And so, yeah, so in, in short, I, I think the answer to your question, what about doing good makes people happy? People like to have an impact, I think, on things that they care about. And people like to do things that are fun. And, you know, cleaning cat cages for three hours isn't, you know, going to be as popular as spray painting boys' hair green <laughs> in, at seven in the morning. So does that kind of answer your question? It does. It does. And it kind of actually leads me into my next question where I'm going to get ask you to be a little more, I don't know what the word I want to use for this is, a, a little more critical of, I, I don't want you to be negative, but I'm going to ask kind of a negative question and just, just to get your thoughts on it, because it is something that has come up in conversation with others on the people versus happiness before and you specifically seeking well doers. I think that, that I want your insight. And that's can you speak to selflessness versus notoriety? Meaning, have you have you witnessed or do you have at least thoughts on people who are purely doing things and are happy doing things 100% selflessly or people who are doing it for a little more of their own purpose to they're happy because people are seeing them do good and, and getting some notoriety from it? Oh, that is a good question. I don't have a straight uh, kind of yes or no answer, but I have a couple of rambling thoughts. <laughs> Excellent. That's what I like on this show. So <laughs> The first thing that comes to mind is the show Friends. There's an episode where Phoebe is having an argument with Joey about a selfless good deed. And she um, tries to prove to Joey that she can do a good deed that she hates and she didn't have a good time doing it, um, but was still selfless. She um, goes to the park and gets stunned by a bee to make the bee look cool in front of all of its bee friends. <laughs> and she gives money to <clears throat> an organization that she hates, uh, which happens to be PBS. Uh, in the show because Joey is on, is like running a, a donation segment and he and her donation ends up making him be like on the 
uh, on the air or whatever. And, and she's like, Oh, that makes me feel so good that my donation is, is making Joey famous. And she's like, Oh, dang it. Like my, I can't find a selfless good deed. And, and that's something that I always think about. And it, I mean, honestly, like why my question is, is why would you do something that, that doesn't make you feel good? I mean, I'm all about living my life for other people and living a life of service. Um, but there are so many good things to do in the world that why would I waste my time on doing something that I hate when I could be making a big impact on something that, you know, something that could make an impact, but I actually enjoy doing. So that's kind of how I feel. I feel like there are things that, that have to be done, but, but I feel like people enjoy different things. So if you like don't want to take care of homeless cats, then like don't take care of homeless cats. There's someone who is out there who, who really likes cats and is really going to enjoy taking care of, of those cats. And I think that's, that's really important. Don't, I mean, we all have to do stuff that we don't want to do, but when it's talking about service and, and when we have an option to choose what we want to do, then doing something that you makes you happy and has an impact is a lot better than doing something that makes you unhappy and has an impact. So that's kind of how I feel about that. And then the overall question of do people do things just to be good or do people do things uh, for the notoriety? It's <laughs> a really tough one. And I have this conversation with my girlfriend all the time about the whole are people innately good or are people innately like bad? Mm-hmm. I think that people are innately good. And she thinks that people are in, are innately selfish. And, and her logic for that is she works a lot with, with little children. And little children are can be assholes. You know, toddlers <laughs> um, only care about themselves. And they aren't good until they're taught to be good. So I actually feel like there's lots of different opinions. And, you know, the whole nature versus nurture argument. Um, sure. But, yeah, what do you think? Do you think people are inherently good or people are inherently selfish? <laughs> good question. And it's good because I asked it first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that I said good question to my own question. <laughs> well, it was a good question. <laughs> uh, that's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> I, I What I think is good about the question, though, is that your framing on it is what makes it good because yes, I do think that we're born selfish because we have to to survive. Survival is innate in humans. It's innate in all living creatures. You have to be selfish to survive, right? Survival of the fittest. I do, I do think that kindness is, is a learned skill. However, I also think from an evolutionary standpoint, I think it's a learned skill for group survival and therefore it actually kind of becomes an innate inherited quality of people because we've had to do it to survive as a group. So I think that inherently we have it in us to be kind. However, it's constantly in balance with our just base survival skill, which is 
I need food. I need shelter. I need everything so that I can survive. So I think there's a balance and I think there's kind of, you know, there's the, the two, two wolf inside of you story. It's kind of cheesy, but you know, depending on which one you want to feed is the one that's going to end up being the winner in the end. That's, you know, kind of true in a way. I don't really think that it's a, it, it encapsulates my thoughts on it. I do think that people are capable of good and people are capable of bad at any given time. And a lot of it does have to do with the circumstances and some of it is a choice. Yeah. It reminds me of like the, um, you know, the good angel on one shoulder and the bad angel on the other yeah. kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a, a good question that, that this whole conversation is, is really something that warrants a lot of conversation and, and a lot of hearing other people's opinions about it. I feel like. I agree. I agree. Well, and we, you know, and maybe down the line, if, if you would like to come back and continue the conversation, you know, I, I would like to maybe dig in there a little bit deeper at a future date. But in the meantime, I do have a question for you that is about your podcast specifically. And I want to know if there is an episode that is your favorite. Now, before you answer that, I know it's like choosing your favorite kid or your favorite pet. You're not really supposed to do it. And, um, <laughs> and I know that they're all our favorites. And, and really when I look back on, on, on my very short body of work so far, uh, you know, 11 episodes, this will be the 12th. There are things that I like specifically about each of them. So I don't necessarily have a specific favorite, but there are ones that I think that maybe I just did a little bit better job of asking questions or maybe I did a little bit of job, better job of editing or the topic in particular just really struck a chord with me. Um, so is there a favor for you for a reason like that? Um, yes. And I think I kind of have two. So I um, I kind of of people that I've interviewed in person who live in, in central Ohio where I live and a mix of like internet interviews, internet phone calls um, and the interview that I had the most fun at um, was I interviewed three amazing women state representatives who mm -hmm. formed a coalition called Ohio Women Lead and they talked about um a little bit about politics, not really anything partisan, um, but they talked about being a woman in politics and mm. uh, how they are trying to make it, excuse me, easier for other women to be in politics and how they're they're lifting other women up. And I had so much fun. They were so kind. I think it, I think it really really helped that there were three of them um, mm. and other interviews that I've had. It's just been in one-on-one -on -one, but oh my gosh I just had so much fun I was fangirling <laughs> so hard that nice. um, I was able to, to talk with these three women and it was in person and they were kind of you know all friends with each other so laughing and joking and and just talking about really inspiring like women in politics and women making decisions and it was a blast it was definitely the most fun that I've had um, and probably the most comfortable that I felt, too, even though I was, like I mentioned, fangirling <laughs> really hard, I, I, they just made it 
made me feel so comfortable. They were so kind. Everyone that I've interviewed has, has been very kind, but they were just so kind and, and had such a fun dynamic. And I sometimes, honestly, I don't know if it, if it comes out in, in any of my episodes, but get really nervous interviewing people um, mm. because I'm talking to people who I have no business talking to. <laughs> um, but like you said, they, they said yes. And, and so I, I get kind of nervous. So, so that makes the experience of interviewing like less, less enjoyable. Yes. Um, but I still, still really like the, the final product. And so, so that's the one I had the most fun with. And then there is one I posted um, last week, um, not my most recent one, but uh, the one before it, which I, I just was blown away by the content. And you, you know this, but you, you never know how an interview is going to go. Like you have thoughts in your head um, beforehand, but you never know, like, mm-hmm. if the person is going to speak well, if they're going to get nervous, if they're going to answer your questions, if they're going to mm-hmm. take it in a different direction. But I interviewed a woman named Candace Lawton, who works for TerraCycle. Um, and TerraCycle is a really big company that um, recycles things that are you would think are non-recyclable, um, like coffee filters, diapers, and batteries. Um, And I kind of thought the conversation was going to be more like, you know, technical recycling things like, oh, tell me how you recycle this. Like, tell me how how this works. Um, But she was amazing. She was so passionate. She was so articulate. Just talked for a long time about her journey with sustainability um, and why she was passionate about it and why social justice is important with environmental issues. Um, and it was fascinating. It was so interesting. I've already listened to it like five times. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and that was a, a really, really good content based one. Oh, nice. Well, I like I like the answers to both of those. Um, one thing that kind of popped into my mind as you were speaking about the first episode is that you know, representing uh, women and women in politics. And it, that's really nice. So I like that sentiment quite a bit. And it's, it was nice that you were able to kind of relax and just enjoy the conversation a little bit more from a, a person actually enjoying speaking to, not that you didn't enjoy speaking to any, anyone else, but it was a yeah. topic that you were really invested in. And, and that absolutely makes it just so much easier to have a natural conversation. And uh, it actually, it brings up something that, that I've been trying to do for the people versus happiness, which is have uh, female perspective represented a little bit more. When I made my first list of of people that I wanted to interview, um, I tried to – that very first episode, I actually tried to make uh, a female who just – we couldn't make it work, and which is definitely one of the reasons I wanted to bring Aaron, my sister, in to get the female perspective. Um, but I, I've been trying to make sure that you know I'm a 36-year-old white man that I didn't just talk to other 30 some white men because that would be very easy to do and far less interesting from a, from a global standpoint of, of listenership. Um, So I do understand that it's hard because, you know, you, you probably have a lot of friends who are, you know, men in their thirties. So you go Mm -hmm. to who you're comfortable with first. 
I do. I do. But, you know, and, and that's why, you know, Marcelo Hurtado, you know, is luckily was somebody who uh, at that time I, I literally was working right across the desk from. I saw him all day long. He's someone who I consider, although I don't see him frequently, he's someone I consider a very close friend. And he's also from Ecuador. So it was just a very natural way for me to to bring in someone who is in my life, but also has a very different perspective uh, from my own. So that's what I was trying to do. Uh, and again, uh, uh, Jacqueline Woods is, is the woman that I wanted to bring in first. She still will likely appear on an episode, but just just getting scheduling and those kinds of things. But yeah, uh, to that point, I do want to thank you for uh, being the second woman on the on the People versus Happiness and, and sharing some things from your perspective. <laughs> well, I have but one last question for you, and it's kind of a wrap up question. And really, I want you to kind of take this moment to give kind of your last thoughts on your experiences with Seize the Good and what you want to do going forward, what the future for your podcast is. But then just kind of your final thoughts on on what you want to the note you want to end on. Go ahead and hit us with that. So um, you had actually asked me about goals in the beginning. You, You asked me about goals. This is the third time, and I I haven't said it. So just to answer the question. Wait, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I so the goal is I think with anyone who is a creator is to have people who are enjoying your creation. So listeners mm-hmm. are, are really nice, and I kind of mentioned that I have some some marketing PR skills. Um, professionally. So it's been a fun challenge trying to market Seize the Good and and get people who aren't uh, mom and dad to listen to my podcast. Um, <laughs> for, for the longest time, my podcast reviews were Lisa and Dave Page. <laughs> yep. um, and, and But I mean, honestly, like if, if no one ever listens to my podcast, um, I am having a fantastic time interviewing these amazing people like if nothing else i get to hear really great stories and and talk to people who like i mentioned have no business talking to but i am so much and am just blown away by the stories of of people who are making change and i feel so honored that i get to spend a half an hour with them and learn from them uh, and and share their stories. And I hope that it inspires other people to go and make change in whatever areas they care about and whichever areas they think are going to be fun and brings them happiness. So so that's something, you know, both personally that I like about Seize the Good and, and both kind of my goal of Seize the Good. Um, and then also, you know, the whole positivity. I like being a positive light in, in people's lives um, and trying to add more positive things to the world than, than negative things. Mm-hmm. Um, my other motto for Seize the Good is that I like interviewing movers and shakers, believers and doers, and general world changers um, mm-hmm. because I feel like I identify with those kinds of people. And I love spending time with them and highlighting their stories. 
And if you want, if you listeners, excuse me, if your listeners want to connect with me, they can do so at Seize the Good Podcast on Instagram, um, or they can email me at Stephanie at SeizeTheGood.org. Excellent. Yeah, and I think that you are doing a fantastic job. And what I really liked about what you just said there was the reason behind it. You know, you don't care. It's not about this. Of course you want people to hear you. You wouldn't be making a podcast if you didn't want people hearing you, but you're doing it for the right reason, which is you want to spend time with people that are doing good and you want to highlight them. And even if that is almost like how I, I describe my podcast as an audio diary, you know, a lot of this is I'm I'm doing this and I'm recording this and making a record of this for myself first, but then I want to share it with other people. So I think your motivations are spot on as to why you're doing the podcast, but then the content is coming across very inspirational. Um, I'm, I'm very impressed that you're getting the types of people that you can uh, to sit down with you and have these conversations so incredibly enjoyable and you know definitely i i don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore i used to but the ones that i listen to now i'm listening to yours um and a handful of others just here and there so you're you're often playing on my way to work so um, i highly encourage other people to <laughs> highly like encourage it. Uh, yeah uh, to seek you out and, and do the same. It's it's definitely uplifting and, and I love to see what you're doing with it and just it inspires me to to get involved and do more in my own personal life as well, which you know you said was one of your goals. So you're reaching it. <laughs> I'm glad. David, you are amazing. You are a fantastic uh writer and speaker and podcast host. Um and I've been really grateful for our friendship over the past couple months. Thank you. I, I completely same sentiments back to you. I, I, I envy your organization and, and your ability to uh, to really come across very genuine. And you know, there are things that I have learned and have, have tried to, to put on my podcast just from listening to you. So hopefully we can continue to uh, grow this friendship and, and kind of collaboration amongst our, our listenership and, and our podcasts. And we'll be doing good things together in the future. For sure. Can't wait. Thank you for listening to another episode of The People vs. Happiness. Stephanie told you how to get a hold of her. Please do go and listen to Seize the Good. It's a fantastic podcast. I listen to it all the time. You also know you can contact us. Please do so. We're still taking topic suggestions. We want to hear your comments. In fact, this week we have a comment from Terry W. Irving II. Sounds very fancy. I'm sure he is a very fancy man. And he says, I agree with Remington that as long as the sound quality is passable, the content is far more important. If the sound is great, but the content isn't worth listening to, no one will listen to the clear, crisp words. Maybe interview a bird watcher about happiness since you sort of dissed bird watching. Yeah, that, so basically what uh, Terry is saying is the conversation with Remington and I in the last episode about podcasting, um, this time for real, we talk about the concept that podcasting and the way that I'm doing it, a little more gorilla-like, is is not going to necessarily produce the best sounding audio. However, as long as what you're saying is interesting and the people you're talking to are interesting and it's not complete garbage, the content is really what matters and people will kind of overlook it. The bird watching thing, yeah, sorry if you're a bird watcher. It was just the first example that popped into my mind. I have no hate for bird watchers. I like birds, in fact. So. <laughs>
If you would like your comment or topic suggestion featured on The People vs. Happiness, please reach out to us. You can email us directly at thepeopleversushappiness at gmail.com. Twitter is thvppodcast. You can get us on Instagram at thepeopleversushappiness. And of course, you'll find The People vs. Happiness on Facebook as well. Please send us your thoughts on over. And until next time, do what makes you happy. I mean, it's going to feel like my first day.